Hello and welcome to a brand new, newly birthed episode of Bullet Points, uh, the podcast you know. Uh, do you love it? I don't know. I don't have the answers to these kinds of things. I can't I can't live my life hosting this podcast, counting on the fact that you might love it or despise it or feel neutral about it. I can only move forward and give you the video game content you love to consume. <laughs> Uh, we're talking about Resident Evil 2 today, and I am joined by Bullet Points favorites, Astrid. Hello. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Is that, my, your, is that the, the signal dryer. that starts the podcast? Yeah. That's that's all the time I have today. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's just what Astrid's voice sounds like. Um. Uh, Hello, uh, <laughs> and that other that that beautiful uh, English accent, England, the country that the rest of the world loves. Um, who who could that be? Who is that speaking in that that beautiful those refined tones? It's it's me, Theresa May. <laughs> Theresa, how, how are you? How are you I'm, feeling these days? I'm I'm really tired. <laughs> How did you feel when those school school children said mean things about you in the streets? I didn't. I didn't feel anything because because you're I, I don't have emotions, mm. but I am. I am exhausted. <laughs> uh, well, Teresa, thank you for sp- taking time off from your horror show to join our horror show on Resident Evil Two. It's my game. pleasure set in raccoon city uk uh just after the outbreak of a zombie virus (laughs) it's actually not set in the uk it's set in undisclosed north america america it's it's not canada it's not mexico let's be honest here um resident evil 2 is a remake of resident evil 2 uh and it just came out a few weeks ago on all the newfangled systems it's a remake though of a playstation one game that our own edward smith has played 500 times out is that correct 503 okay sorry uh you play i don't know if there's any point in summing this up you play as in the original either rookie cop leon s kennedy or uh the the lady who's a college student i think claire redfield and you go and there's a police station and there's zombies in it and there's this this big big man with a hat called mr x and he follows you around and essentially you just try to survive and you want to get through to the end and that's the goal of the game um it's not a good description but it's what we're going to have to work with here astrid what did you think of resident evil 2 bracket 2019 close bracket uh i really liked it I liked, uh, I haven't played the original Resident Evil 2, um, but I did play Resident Evil 7. We all played that. And there's, mm-hmm. like, some elements of that that seem to have, like, been carried over here. Some of, like, the better ideas and, like, just, like, the interface and design choices. Um, but, uh, I, I don't know. It felt, like, really enjoyable and just like responsive to play like the animations and 
controls and all that are like rewarding to play around with um which makes it sound a little academic but i just like the the sort of layout of the police station in the beginning was like a really big hook for me because it's almost it's pretty similar to the way that the mansion is laid out in the first game with like a big atrium and then like these wings to the east and west but it's like just small enough of a space to like once you get items you like know exactly where to use them because you've been everywhere in this area like fairly recently because it's so small and circuitous um so it's like a really good hook for the beginning of the game uh i do think like i don't know like the sewer part is not my favorite and the lab i think has some like cool art direction but that part of the game is fairly short it is actually like once you start replaying it which i did a few times uh the game does not take very long to complete which helps i guess in theory helps incentivize you to keep running it again and again Mm -hmm. Uh, but yes thumbs up so astrid um i think that was a graphics nine uh, replay, yeah. value. replay value is a, a an 11 incredible and fun factor <laughs> i think it was a 10 yeah your count right yeah edward well as much as i hate to contradict the universal acclaim that review aggregator metacritic has <laughs> assigned to resident evil 2 i um i i mirror some of astrid's remarks i i certainly found it satisfying in a way that sometimes you press a button in life somewhere to open a door or to dispense a drink and the sound it makes and the way it feels when you press it are both gratifying and I found Resident Evil 2 to be responsive and gratifying in the same way Uh, the animations like Astrid mentioned are all very hmm visually stimulating and visceral and i like the way that the zombies kind of slouch and fall around and i like the way that your character uh aims and shoots and i liked some of the sound work even though the guns were very puny uh i thought that visually it was extremely splendid and uh well lit and uh, and that's actually not a flippant remark. I, I think that one of the things that I liked about it most was the the way that they obscured enemies using the lighting. Um, because uh, in the original Resident Evil 2, they had the benefit of static cameras, which means they could hide enemies off screen to increase tension. And here they didn't have that. So they, they tried to introduce enemies in front of you and behind you in ways that you don't expect. And it works so well. Like There's so many times where even when you're walking down a straight corridor, you're, you're still surprised by what appears in front of you. Um, which I think takes a really uh, a real sleight of hand. Mm-hmm. But I think that what the other thing that I'd mirror about Astro's remarks, are, are especially directed towards the sewer and lab sections, which in the original game are, are real come downs from the police station as well. They 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 feel so much less developed, and the sewer level, the sewer section rather in particular in the original game is is very dull and prosaic and feels just as so in the remake, likewise the lab. I was surprised slash disappointed by how they didn't 
that, that one of the sections in the original game that feels really undeveloped and regrettably so is the opening where you're traversing the city itself on your way to the police station in the original game that's a kind of like 10 maybe 15 minute section or, or, or three minutes if you're a speed runner like myself um <laughs> of resident evil 2 uh but it still feels like the, there's so much more that you could do and see the 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 the, the shock and the sort of graphicness of that opening city section in the in the original game can't be overstated especially after it the, the the first Resident Evil, which had been all set inside a house, and then you were seeing it, you know, uh, like destroyed shops and corpses being eaten in the street and huge uh, mobs of zombies and they're crashing through windows and there's fires everywhere and it was really really striking and uh, appealing, and I I'm so surprised that they didn't spend more time on that. I'm, in fact, they've reduced it. The amount of time that you spend outside in this game is. Uh, limited compared even to the original the run to the police station lasts all of 35 seconds and I there's there's elements of this game where it feels like they've looked at the original and thought how can we improve or sort of modernize this and then there's some elements where it feels like although they probably still have the same thought process very little imagination has gone into it the idea of modernising slash improving the sewers is just to make it longer and more complicated than it originally was the idea of modernising the lab is to make it look like something from Paul W.S. Anderson's Resident Evil film uh, as opposed to how it did in the first Resident Evil 2 um, I, I'm, I'm gabbling now but I, 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 I didn't like the game very much I, there's, there's a lot of reasons that we'll go into that I found it quite uninspiring and uninspired well uh wet blanket thank you (laughs) (laughs) no i'm I'm just trying to deflect this uh fun fun trivia fact is before (laughs) exactly a week ago ed and i actually recorded half of a podcast that had to be scrapped about this game and it was just the two of us and it was a real it's a real moan fest wasn't it? Is that a fair way to? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is fitting, you know, because the zombies they walk around moaning, and that was sort of Ed and I just kind of walking around moaning. So I feel bad, um, kind of reiterating some of that and and saying more of it because I think the way I felt about this game is it it's good <laughs> in a sense. I can see why people like it. It just to me felt really. And, and I agree with Astrid about these things. Like the my favorite thing, and I got this out of Resident Evil Seven as well, which I also wasn't super hot on, past the first little bit of it. Um, the thing that's really enjoyable is is that um, just like the sense of kind of unlocking something um, bit by bit by bit. Like the entire police station and the sewers are. I mean, every space is kind of like this. Um, but the idea that you're in this enormous puzzle box and you're picking up one thing that's going to get you to something else, which gets you to another thing that gets you to something else and on and on and on. And it's just this really satisfying um, sense of just kind of getting access to the space and understanding it and kind of opening it all up so that you're not as restricted as you are at the beginning. Um, And I think in the remake, they do a really good job with this like accentuating this with the things like the 
uh, the little icons that after you've been through an area show you that you know if you need a, um, a key with a I don't know a diamond on it to open a door it'll show you a little diamond where that was so you can go back to it again easily later and also more directly it has red the rooms are red if you've explored them but you haven't done everything in them or they're blue if they're finished so you're kind of like coloring in the map which is as we know from a decade plus of open world games where you kind of color in maps by cleaning them up and and all of that is like kind of just satisfying to the brain it just feels good um so there are like a lot of things in this game i think just playing it bit by bit like i'd play for like half an hour and i'm like oh that feels nice to unlock that door the sounds and and the larger purpose of it but i never i didn't feel like continuing to play it other than just to finish it just to get to the end um and i played it again the second time as well just to kind of do my due diligence but um it just there was nothing about it that kind of drew me to it and i love in theory the aesthetic of this game's like the the spooky but not scary kind of aesthetic like uh halloween night appropriate for you know a pg audience uh kind of thing this one's a little bit worse you know it has the guts hanging out and everything um i love all that stuff but this game kind of just i don't know i was just sort of cold on it like i think it's technically really impressive all these things about it are it's just like i don't know it's it's like a looking at a really well-designed table and being like yeah i enjoy the sound it makes when i put a mug down on this table um but like i don't feel inspired to praise it for anything but that if that makes sense so i don't know i'm just kind of like neutral on it i know exactly what you mean and uh i for every moment of technical brilliance there was one of i don't know what terms you could use narrative or aesthetic or mechanical um what's what again like shortcoming that that kind of contravened it so for example you have this you have this quite robust uh shooting system that feels yeah like Astrid was saying at the beginning responsive and accurate and they do a really good job of of making it feel like you're in control and you can you can aim and shoot and it feels a lot more intuitive especially compared to the original Resident Evil 2 uh whilst also maintaining the sense of your character is a little unwieldy and things being kind of slow and making it kind of difficult to to hit things accurately you know to to increase tension and things but then the guns sound really pathetic, which I think it really bothers me about any game. I remember when I got Call of Duty World at War and in the opening level couldn't quite believe how dim and tinny the guns sounded. And since then, it's been a real pet peeve of mine. The shooting system is also hampered, I think, by this re- <laughs> this really annoying slash... I keep saying slash today. This really annoying... But also funny thing that both of the characters do. Did you? Did, surely you both like raised a smile when Leon keeps going like, "Oh fucking hell," or whatever. <laughs> He's like aiming at something and he shoots. Goes, "Oh, oh shit! Oh fuck! What?" 
Or, you know, he sees a zombie for about the 40th time, but he still goes, what the? And things like that. And it's supposed to make it feel like a little more urgent and, and emotional and make you feel maybe a bit more in the character's boots. But it's it it's it comes out randomly. It's not scripted. And so it happens at times and in response to events that feel really not like they would evoke that response. And the voice performance is also quite bad. So although the shooting feels quite good, it's sort of punctuated by your character going, oh, for fuck's sake, and things like this. Um, so it becomes a bit comic. And then the third thing that really bo- <laughs> really bothered me, <laughs> and you know, you know what I'm going to say before I say it, it's the third thing that really bothered me. A lot of this game seemed dedicated to making the Resident Evil 2 and the Resident Evil series as a whole feel a little more plausible and grounded and gritty and consistent and believable but when you shoot zombies in this game in the head they don't die and that's a rule that zombie fiction as a as a general rule follows but also that Resident Evil itself and this game itself sets out and then completely contradicts like to to almost uh almost like challenging as in like almost almost like goading effect like the amount of times that you have to shoot a zombie in the head before it dies is enormous and it 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 really frustrated me that nobody well i don't know if they did but i i would have been really impressed by a game that embraced that rule but still made the combat feel difficult and consequential rather than it playing like the evil within hmm. and that, that 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 repeatedly sort of stripped the game of a lot of its um like credibility to me i have a lot of thoughts about all of these things but i'm curious astrid like did did these things bother you did they did they come up, like come to mind when you were playing this? Um, I, I thought the guns sounded okay. I guess. Uh, I also played with Japanese voice language, so I don't know precisely what they were saying when they were like shooting the zombies. But I think it makes sense that they're like cursing and stuff like that. Although, yeah, the English performances might be sort of unconvincing. And then. The zombies do die if you blow their heads off, right? Yeah, but not if you, like, with a handgun. You know, like, just in their forehead. Oh, you you can can repeatedly shoot them in the head, yeah, but you have to blow the head up. Which does seem to happen at random sometimes. They shouldn't have been so sparing with it because it's just beautifully disgusting. I think they're trying to... When it does happen. The reason I think that is... Like, they're unusually difficult to sort of, like, just straight up blow their heads off is because I think they want you to shoot off limbs because if you shoot off, like, the legs, then it's a lot easier to avoid them. Or if you shoot off their arms, they can't grab you and stuff. I think that might be a way to try and get you to experiment with the different ways of incapacitating them. That's all I can think of. Mm -hmm. It is... I think the first one you, when I was playing the first time as Leon, and the first one you run into in that gas station, 
I don't know if it happens every time, but I shot him in the head, the zombie, and it got the big gooey explosion. Yeah, like, no, right. it doesn't. It doesn't happen every time because no. I, oh, okay. I, I stood there like picking at him for um, some time. Yeah, so then I kind of felt like, oh well, this is how it goes, and it wasn't. My feeling about this is that they're too sparing with the stuff that is like the most colorful in the game. Like those one-liners, I think are funny. I don't think there are enough of them and I don't think it like leans into the funniness enough. Like it's trying to be a bit too, you know, it's trying to be a bit too like Nathan Drake going, Whoa, 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 Whoa. When he's like falling off something, you know? (laughs) Um, but that's more entertaining when Nathan Drake does that. Um, and like, same thing with like the cutscenes as well. I think they're trying to like kind of balance the ridiculousness, like the, the campiness with, sort of like a greater realism and in some resident evil games that's wonderful like resident evil 4 i think works because it does balance that stuff the right way like it's not too it's not too winking like it it plays the ridiculous stuff like just straight enough that it becomes really funny um but this game i think was trying I don't know. It, it feels like it is trying, like what Ed was saying, is trying to be a bit more realistic or something. It's trying to get you to buy into something that's very difficult to buy into. I just think it's very straightforward. Like, from the cutscenes and stuff, I don't really get any... Or just the tone in the game in general. I don't really get, like, any really, like, strenuous attempt to make it, like, dramatic. They're sort of just, like, retelling the story, but in, like, a very sort of, like, flat way. That's Like, it's very business-like. Yeah, like, it's... That might be a better way of putting it, like... Or or it's like they're... But they're, like, reining in some of the goofiness to make it straighter. Well, was the original game, like, a goofy... Uh, I think that the original was, I'm not sure about goofy or goofier, but it was less interested in explaining itself. It it let you just sort of take things at face value and expected you to suspend your disbelief. Mm-hmm. I think that this one goes to greater lengths to try and humanize the characters and extrapolate on what they're doing and why. Yeah. Um, there's just I think there's more dialogue in this game basically, okay. and the files give more detail than the files in the original game. I think that the original game expected you to fill in gaps yourself, and and the gaps were very very small. Whereas this one is yeah a, a little talkier and um, which which is unusual because like you were saying, Astrid, it's telling the same story. So I'm not quite sure. But I was about to say I'm not quite sure why it's talking, but I think it's talking because it. I actually I I feel like it does want you to have a stronger reaction to, for example, the characters, a stronger reaction to the story. There are some sequences in this game that don't exist at all in the original, and feel uh, influenced by or even handpicked from TV shows, movies, whatever, or even other video games. 
that were respected or responded to because of the fact that they were shocking like the, did you do the the claire strand i was just gonna ask you about the what's what's her name sherry sherry it's the baby sherry birkin so none of that stuff where she's kidnapped by chief irons happens in the original game they they like don't even cross paths really uh there's no orphanage section there's 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 nothing like that at all and irons is not as strongly implied to be um a sexual predator as he is in the remake so i think introducing elements such as that this idea that he's a sexual predator maybe even a sexual predator towards a child uh and and really much it, it like it, it drives the idea that that character is like murdering women for sexual kicks it drives that home a lot like harder than in the original game which which kind of begs me to question well what are we you know what 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 then because if it's going to be in this kind of flat business like way and it is there's no doubt about that then it can't it seems like a little unusual a little kind of jarring to also have these like enormous spikes in terms of you know shocking subject matter shocking in big quotation marks um yeah like, the just... stuff with him does feel kind of like out of place like i think the actual sherry section is a sort of like those bits in resident evil 7 where you have to like uh solve puzzles without any weapons i think you're like watching a videotape or something in the game yeah but yeah the whole the the chief iron stuff in this game is a little out of nowhere Mm. it just does feel like a weird like character to introduce in the game when he's sort of like dispatched really quickly and that just sort of ends i think that that this a a much greater sense in this one of self-seriousness compared to the original so for example the score the music is quite often absent in this game and when it is there it's a lot kind of deeper and more sort of sinister and it's like somber in places if you go and compare the music that you hear in resident evil 2 remake to when mr x appears to the mr x theme from the original game i think you can see just in the comparison between those two pieces of music the difference in tone and that is i think emblematic of one of the key reasons why i struggled to engage with it was it it in so many ways feels like an homage to the the more colorful and and vivid and cartoonish elements of the first but at the same time feels like an attempt to you know rank itself alongside something like um I don't know, like The Last of Us, maybe not quite that grand, but you know, it's got like that self-seriousness of tone. It's got, it's got a sort of quest for, for credibility. Um, I mean, it's a difficult thing to pull off when you're going to try to have greater dimension to these characters, but you're also, I don't know, you, you don't want to be too serious. Like the game doesn't seem like it's, like Astrid was saying before as well, like it's it's not super interesting in being like, you know, incredibly serious. But it does, yeah. Like I, I don't know how you could have like the Chief Iron stuff, um, and still be. I mean, you can be campy with that, but you have to go real loud, you know. Mm. Which I don't think it's equipped to do. No, I don't either. 
Well, he, yeah, because there's a whole, like, thing happening where he's got, like, some woman in his chamber and he's, like, using these people's bodies and all this weird shit that's sort of just, like, if you go into his office in the police station, I think you read a bunch about it. And it does just yeah. seem like maybe <laughs> unnecessary amount of detail. I don't know. But at the same time, if there was more of that kind of stuff, like, if you're going to be... Like, I, I don't think these games are... I, I don't think Resident Evil 2 ever had the chance to maybe say anything kind of nuanced. Or, or you know, it's it's looking at things like, like pedophilia and you know this horrible like serial killer taxidermy stuff he is going on yeah he's looking at this stuff to be like look how fucked up this is um but but i think it's um i don't know i just lost my train of thought for a second because the cat was really loudly eating (laughs) so come come back to me well i i actually think that the the original not to keep praising the original because it's not without an enormous amount of problems um, I think the original felt weirdly and maybe accidentally relevant when it launched. I remember an article I read by Maddie Myers on Paste. She wrote about the first game and how it launched in 1996, amid a time when there were lots of kind of horror stories in the news about drugs research and diseases and epidemics. And I, I remember that as well. I remember in 1998... Um, what was it called? BSE, bovine spongiforma epilitis or something like that. I might be getting that wrong. Mad cow. Was, uh, mad cow disease was, yeah, was this huge, you know, fear in Britain at the time. And that was around the era when Resident Evil 2 launched. And it felt not, like I say, I don't think it was necessarily like deliberately playing on those fears, but it, it felt like um, a game of its time to some extent and I, I the article that Maddie Myers wrote puts it way better than I can at, at the moment so I, I encourage people to go and read that I I'm not yeah I don't expect the Resident Evil 2 remake to, to be like a, a thundering treatise on modern society and the American city and whatever in fact I expected it I, I hoped it would be kind of the opposite I hoped it would go bigger and louder and bloodier and sloppier and gorier and sillier than its predecessor um that's what i was trying to say i remember this before the cat so rudely interrupted me um is that if you're going to have things like the the chief iron stuff if you're going to have these things that are, are not going to be you know nuanced or or really i mean effective in in anything but like sort of a shock kind of reaction then you almost want more of that kind of stuff you want more you know, like the Evil Within and Evil Within Two, I think are examples of if we're gonna have serial killers and we're gonna have people hanging on hooks and you know monsters made out of weird skin collections and all sorts of shit like that. And this game feels like <clears throat> it doesn't have enough of these things that that including them doesn't just feel like an aberration. Like you're mm. usually fighting monsters, and then it's like, well, here's you here's your human monster but it's so if there were more things like that if if it was more you know sort of recognizable human 
evil in in the game kind of like popping up and being used as fodder for the the kind of camp horror stuff then i think it would work better but as it is because i don't know like that sherry stuff is maybe one of the more distinctive moments of the game um Mm. uh like when you're claire i can't remember i don't think you can as leon get into the chief's office i think it's just claire and you go in and it's just like you know covered in all these like taxidermied animals all over um and then you go to the orphanage and claire does have the section where she goes a little bit across the city out in the rain and then you come into the orphanage and the orphanage i think is really distinctive looking as well and that kind of stuff is like it has so much personality and in the leon campaign the most personality you get is when you first come into the police station i think and then everything else is just kind of drab and functional um so i think more of that kind of thing like leaning into it making the cutscenes like a little bit louder and you know like the dialogue like there's there's one scene that's just like incredibly bizarre where claire and leon run into each other across from this chain link fence and ed i remember talking to you about this when <laughs> i think i was asking you how far in you were and we <laughs> talked about this cutscene where they're like talking to each other but claire is like smiling and leon's like really intense like you know there's zombies all over are you okay and she's like flirting with him kind of but like not like a human being does yeah they're talking to one another like I, 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 it's hard to describe it's such a weird moment but it's, it's like that it's it's like they're oblivious to everything that's going on around them but um, it, it has like the kind of like b-movie thing to it where you're just like what the fuck was that where it's like people that's not those aren't that's people. not interaction yeah it's like a it's like a, a dialogue scene from plan nine from out of space yeah and i kind of think like really if there were more like that <laughs> if there was more going on that was that kind of off kilter and and strange like the game would have a lot more personality but, I, to but it. I, I don't think that that scene was an attempt to be off kilter and strange i think that no i don't think so either they're trying to intonate and and show the characters talking and trying to make it again like more grounded and more uh they're they're having a conversation there's two people having a conversation as opposed to the original game when they spoke in you know exclusively melodramatic lines um it feels more kind of back and forth but at the same time is still so oddly written I, i think that that scene is is an example of where they've tried to make the game more serious and more uh, quote sort of familiar and and the characters more recognizable um and i had i had something to add to that and i i I forget what it is now but i i yeah i i that that i think is what that was what i was going to say that i think is what torpedoed resident evil 7 if you remember resident evil 7's first you know hour hour and a half it's wild it's like a sam raimi horror comedy Mm -hmm. where you know you fight your own girlfriend and then she cuts off your hand and then you're running around holding your hand and then um you fight that guy in the garage who sets on fire and you crash his car into it you know what i mean and it's it's absolutely like slapstick Mm -hmm. and then the the rest of the game goes to like great lengths to 
explain you know the, the the sort of history of these monster people that you're fighting and your missing girlfriend's troubled professional past and you know that introduces this uh, sort of emotionally driven drama about the family's daughter who you can or can't save and yeah it just it feels sort of arduous and dull and errant and just like really just poorly written and besides the point and I, I I had that feeling so many times with this game as well I think is the hope then that because modern Resident Evil the production is too expensive and too um I don't know. It, there is too much kind of like talent going on to make things that are uh, functioning like the, like the voice acting in the first few games. Mm. But it's also, you know, it's 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 like they know enough not to do that, but they're not capable of sort of telling something that is dramatically kind of worthwhile. So then it's like the well, best hope that they just tried to be scary. <clears throat> as hard as they can which this they is, to me never is... really accomplish but like that's when you get the weird stuff that's memorable i mean astrid i don't mean to pigeonhole you or anything but i i feel like we've talked a lot in the past or i've just seen you writing about or tweeting about lots of um horror movies and like slasher films and genre flicks that are you know low budget and lo-fi um maybe especially like Japanese or Korean. And if if the question read that you're suggesting is that if is there a point where something becomes so high budget and so produced that it can no longer retain those kinds of qualities of like a, a you know a female prisoner scorpion or a Suspiria or something. Astrid, what do you think about that? I think that there is probably a sort of like negative relationship between like production value and budgets and sort of like publisher expectations and like the ability to achieve those sort of like imperfect uh sort of moments of like unease or things not matching up in a way that's like really productive for a horror movie or yeah as sort of like a thriller or a i don't know exploitation thing um i think for me the case with resident evil is slightly different um i don't feel like it has ever i don't feel like it's the ways in which it was tense because i've never really found them scary in in like the sense that I didn't want to keep playing really I think the first I find remake really oppressive but that's just because of the the sort of atmosphere of it um but once you get far enough into these games and they sort of encourage this I think you are able to just treat them as puzzles um and that includes obviously when you start to like speed run or just like get really good at it is includes enemy locations and sort of like item locations and amounts of ammo and stuff like that all just becomes sort of like data points and the the sort of aesthetic and narrative trappings 
the sort of fade into the background, which is not something I would say about like I don't know, like Silent Hill Two, like unless you're like explicitly trying to speed run that game. There's not a point I don't think where that ever really happens naturally. Um, but I do think that for me playing Resident Evil Two, which I've played twice through and I've played a bunch of like the side campaigns and stuff um the the actual plot I have no interest in um it really contributes nothing to like why I enjoy it like what I wrote about in my piece was basically like the look the animation and sort of the physical acting of Claire specifically um and like what that sort of conjured or just brought into the game for me, I guess. And that, uh, just the the combination of Claire and Mr. X in a lot of the game, like, made me think about things that were probably not intentional as far as, like, thematic relevance or, like, the game trying to piggyback any specific social issues, but they were still, like, meaningful and real and, like, something that I could discuss as a critic. And I think that type of thing, where it's like, it may not be something that the the work itself is reaching for, or that the people who made it could have foreseen, but that you as a critic are able to pull out of it because these things sort of combine in a certain way. I think that is what I look for in this stuff. And I do think, to answer your question again, that it it becomes harder as you try to fulfill all these different expectations at higher levels of budget and like higher production value i mean that's like the i guess like this sort of a24 horror aesthetic where it's like very Mm. sort of like seamless and lacquered and airless that sort of like hereditary thing where it's like at a certain point you try to make something that's like a genre story but you've done it in a way that doesn't leave room or space for those sort of like frisions that I think are able to come up more naturally when you have like less of a stranglehold on the thing you're making. <laughs> no, I no, think I, that's... I... go on. I was just gonna say, like, I, you know, not to talk exclusively because I don't think this is a bad game. It's just a game that doesn't inspire for me like a lot of feeling, you know. And I think the stuff that is really good in it is, you know, I think the way these characters move is definitely something to point out. Um, But then for me, the rest of it still is just too, like, Astor, what you were saying about, like, it feeling sort of just mechanical is, I think, where ultimately, like, that's kind of the lasting impression I have of it is that it's just, it's like a really good toy. It's not so much like, um, you know, not even like watching like a a decent, straightforward action movie or something. To me, it just feels like it's, or maybe that is the best comparison of like something that just like feels good and is well made um, and just leaves you with like very, very little aside from the enjoyment at the time. I don't know. Yeah. I do think it is probably missing some of the personality that would even characterize something like that. 
Mm. I want more gore. They had they do huh. such good gore. These people. Why don't they? Why don't they celebrate that? You know. You got but these they, zombies. They, they got... Yes. I, I, I feel like the gore. I feel like the gore was better even in the in the original. Um, I don't know. I really like the way those zombies fall apart. That to me is almost enough to justify this game, like just as a thing. And I think that kind of like falls in line with the same, the same kind of stuff as like Astro talking about, like the animation and the characters. Like there is. Like, you can get something more out of... I think this game has the best zombies in anything I've seen in quite a while. Like, it makes them kind of interesting again. Um, I don't find them scary, but I do find them kind of disgusting and repellent in this game. Yeah. But it's just... I didn't... I, I, I think when I think of good gore, I think of gore that's visually and sort of physically satisfying and the zombies in this game like they're so resilient to bullets you know it takes like 10 or 15 bullets to kill a single one and they're always i don't know they're always positioned a kind of middle to almost like long distance or at least if they aren't it's possible to to quickly get yourself into that distance and i i actually found the combat really tedious you know you talk about walking throughout the police station find key to unlock door to find key to unlock door to, right and it's quite procedural and puzzle like and pragmatic and I, I i found the combat to be exactly that as well mm. uh you can retreat to a safe distance quite accurately shoot them and after some minutes they will die and that went not just for the zombies but for Basically, all of the enemies. The Mr. X character, who seems to be critically lauded as an example of the Resident Evil series returning to its horror roots, which I, I repudiate anyway. I don't think the game was wherever really horror games. They're always like action adventure games. But that, that Mr. X enemy who relentlessly follows you through the police station and maybe some other environments. You know, we've talked before, I think, outside of the show about how possible it is to just kind of game that enemy and just run him around a table. And he would just follow you incessantly forever in a circle, so long as there's a, you know, a, a few chairs between him and you. He will just loop around and it becomes eminently possible to just completely circumvent him on a mechanical level. Um, there, there was a, a setup in the lab, which I, I thought was a really promising scenario. Basically, those the liquors um, can't see you; they can only hear you. But they've in one corridor. It's this L-shaped corridor, and there's a, a puzzle item that you need to collect or interact with in some way. And around it are congregated some zombies, and then further, like round the corner, are two liquors. So you can't get to the, the item without shooting the zombies, but you can't shoot the zombies without alerting the lickers, and the lickers typically spell uh, loss of health, possibly death, right? So it becomes this you know, really promising setup, this kind of tightrope of you know, how you're going to interact with it. But what you can do is like shoot a zombie in the head you know, six times, 
walk out of the room, walk back in, and it's all reset again. And none of the enemies are the wiser. And I'm not saying that Resident Evil 2 Remake is, is alone in this kind of in being exposed mechanically in this way. But it it seemed so possible and almost encouraged somehow that you you treat the combat like a puzzle. That I I I lost all well, I don't even know what the word would be, like visceralness is not quite the word, but I lost all um all all sense of, you know, danger and involvement on like a, a level apart from cerebral. Mm-hmm. And I found that just as a, a recurring theme of the game's combat. So the gore, although it might be quite detailed in places, because it's the result, always the result of these extremely sort of mental choices and these these kind of labours and, and this really logical and dispassionate approach to the combat, the gore to me always felt like kind of an empty gesture and an empty flourish. Um, and if you like, if you like good gore, I'd encourage you to go and watch the enhanced shotgun kill on a zombie from the original game, where it 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 blows off their torso, but at a kind of like slanted angle. So it's like one shoulder and the head and one arm, but then the other shoulder and the other arm are still left on there, and it looks terrific. I'm sure. I'll come over and you can put that in in your stinky <laughs> bedroom and with your VHS tape. So you want to see something? Yeah. You want to see something good? Um, I think. There's, I just want oh, to. While we're on the topic of Mr. X being like very stupid, there's. I think during the the countdown at the end of the game, there's a bit. I think is Leon where I went. Like, onto this sort of, like, railing, these graded railings, so it's, like, sort of just, like, a one-way path. And you enter this room, and it's, like, there's a one-way path, and then sort of, like, a square, so you can go in a loop, and then a one-way path to the next door. And he comes out of the other door, um, but all you're supposed to do is sort of, like, go one way on the roundabout while he goes the other way. Because there's no other way to get out of that room, so you just have to let him sort of like follow you in a circle while you go through the next door um i just thought that was funny because like the setup is so obvious as soon as he appears like what you're meant to do i think ed and i had talked about this at one point before of uh because i had something similar where i i'll come back to this but uh the moment that mr x kind of broke for me was maybe the you know third or fourth time i ran into him and i had to be in the same room as him to like accomplish something i think it was the library where you have to move those stacks over with the handle and i think eventually i was i had figured out that i could run just fast enough and i could kind of lock him in a pattern where if i went around this table he was going to keep going around this table too (laughs) so i would like go over and then like you know i think i don't know if he mashed the button a little bit and then you know do this a few more times and go over and keep or you're moving the the stacks so it's like incrementally i was just moving it bit by bit and like taking breaks to have him <laughs> run around and it's just like i think what ed had said is like you can just hear the benny hill song playing like this yeah. fucking creature um 
but I think kind of like where I land on all of this stuff is because <clears throat> like the Mr. X thing, the first few times are great. I don't think they're to me they weren't super scary. They were but there was actual tension <clears throat> when you hear the footsteps clomping around. I think that is actually really great, especially at the beginning. Um, and then it kind of plays that like, you know, uh, it was a Jeff Barrow from Portishead who did that Annihilation soundtrack. Um, it's like, it's like, wow, starts like playing when he gets closer to you. And it, it does give you this like, you know, apprehension or, or startles you a little bit. Um, <clears throat> and it's effective and it is kind of like, you know, some of the, the stuff with having to get past a liquor or there are a lot of zombies in the hallway you have to go down all of these things that kind of are really effective but then the illusion kind of breaks after you had to interact with them too many times and that's sort of how i feel about this game as a whole is that there are things that i think kind of have something to them beyond uh just kind of like utilitarian purpose but then over time everything in this game just feels like something to get through you know like a crossword yeah. puzzle or something like a really good crossword puzzle like really well put together but still just sort of something to solve I don't know I think that way too I think that way too um, which, is, which is weird because that's the that's the experience that I have nowadays with the original, where I've played it so many times and reached a point where I can finish it inside about an hour and 15 minutes. And it feels like solving or, you know, just rapidly doing. It's like a sort of five finger fillet thing. Like how fast can I, you know, uh, insert key kill zombie insert key kill zombie kill zombie because you know what i mean um and but that's the experience i've gotten from that game after playing it like yeah maybe upwards of a hundred times through this one well, felt like though. that after the after the first time or even during the first time it, it felt like an exercise more often than not so is that kind of the best to hope for though at this point with with these games no like that's absolutely sort of, not I mean, no, that's no, not what like, I hope for anyway no but I mean like is that just what's wanted you know these games Resident Evil is, is the series where it's just like really good puzzle boxes maybe and, and that's kind of it maybe but Maybe. But also, Astrid, is that, like, diminishing what you found in this game? Like, what appeals to you about it? I mean, it? I... I... Sort of, like, what I got from it was sort of agnostic of the design philosophy, I guess. Like, I do feel like this sort of... At this point, like, this sort of recursive puzzle space is sort of a rote for the Resident Evil games. Um... Like, I went back and I was playing Code Veronica the other day, and, like, stuff like the map changing colors and marking stuff on your map that you found, like, all that stuff is in there, and it really, really? it really does start to feel 
I'm sure if you sat down and played like all of them and maybe their original versions, they would start to feel just sort of like add-ons or mods of each other because the philosophy that they take is so similar in each of them. Obviously that broke to an extent with 4 um, and then I think 5 and presumably 6 are just sort of like meathead shooters um, for the most part. But they still have these sort of like strange ornamental bits that are left over from the games. And then 7 and this remake, I think, try to get back to the sort of here's a house with like six types of keyholes and you have to go find the special keys and the crest. Like, I think if they break from that, they just do something else. I think there's like a huge amount of options. But for some reason, They've been trying to like get back to those roots, and I don't necessarily think there's anything else to do there design-wise. Like it's such like a simple formula. Well, the, <clears throat> the Resident Evil complaints are so like reductive that I guess maybe in like ten years, five or ten years, it'll just be shooters again, and then. How do you mean? Like, so people will, if they keep kind of following in the vein of, you know, uh, Resident Evil 7 then doing this remake, will it just end up being, like, Resident Evil pre-4, you know? Yeah. And 4 came out, everyone loved it. Mm -hmm. 5 came out, people were still kind of on board, despite the incredible racism in that game. And then 6 came out, and people were just like, too much. (laughs) We've had enough. Yeah, it like it used to be. And right. Like, okay. Here yeah. We made it like it used to be. <laughs> and then, so then, will people just get sick of that and be like, okay? And then it's like Resident Evil Eleven or whatever is <laughs> is like the new four. I I mean, when I saw Resident Evil Seven, sort of being like teased and stuff, my hope for that was that it was almost like a not like a walking sim kind of game, but that it was going to be like focused on something that was more horror mm-hmm. uh like because like i agree with ed that these games like what he was saying about the music in the older games it is literally they are action games like code veronica opens with like claire like doing somersaults where like a, there's like a chain gun on a helicopter that's shooting at her and they the music in those games was that sort of like driving like midi techno stuff a lot of that time and so i think if they want to do like like a genuine like horror story with these it would sort of be a new branch of the series because i think seven seven is like sort of that like a for 15 minutes in the beginning of the game um and then there's like some bits later but they also start to go back to their old habits which i think is just the story every single time if they're so beholden to these whether it's like explaining what's going on in the second half of the game or plopping you into this sort of like puzzle space there's always like some way in which they revert to the established patterns think of how interesting it was though like playing like sometimes i want to play resident evil 7 again just to see it again because i remember the first i always think of it as like being like half an hour it might have been like 15 minutes or 10 minutes. it is really it's like um, half an hour 45 minutes 
but like that first thing where you're you know when it's really leaning on texas chainsaw massacre not in terms of well, i mean it, i guess it condenses texas chainsaw massacre at first <laughs> it's like you know you're looking at the weird bones hanging around and there's yeah. nothing around um which i think is maybe the most frightening aspect of all of that stuff when you don't know what's going to happen yeah and i at the time too i didn't read much about it and i thought maybe it was sort of like a slower paced shooter um yeah and there's there's a lot to that if they but i don't know i don't really have faith in the team that's making these now i don't who even knows what that team is like yeah i mean it's got to be different batches of designers and stuff but they all seem to have this sort of like same directives overall maybe they all have to watch like a they have to go through a two-week boot camp of resident <laughs> <Yeah>. evil <laughs> they have to watch all the play all the old games and they have to watch all the paul Anderson yeah. movies. well yeah because yeah um, seven seven to me looked like they were starting to like piggyback like pt and stuff and that did not that was a thing right really play out yeah because they showed that teaser and it was like it looked, and it was eventually revealed to be just, like, the beginning, but it looked like that sort of game, and mm-hmm. it wasn't really overall, so I don't know. I'm sure we're going to find out what they do next. <laughs> I guess, like, ultimately, I don't... <laughs> this, this sounds like a horrible thing to say at the end of this podcast, but, like, I don't really care what they do, really. Like, these games are fine. You know, I, I don't have high expectations for them. It's an okay time to play through them. It's mm-hmm. great that people seem to think they're, you know, that people are getting so much enjoyment out of them. Um, maybe that's like, I don't know, at a certain point, I'm just like, maybe that's the best you can hope for with Resident Evil. Well, to me, era. I think part of like the appeal of Resident Evil at this point feels like it's like one of the last places where studios will invest in like something that's like vaguely horror themed because like that's why all the other series yeah all the other series from that period whether it's like silent hill fatal frame clock tower i don't parasite eve all that stuff is sort of dead or dormant at this point Mm, that's totally true so like resident evil is sort of shouldering all this stuff that's not really ever been yeah it's remit or whatever but that's yeah. how it is yeah i couldn't agree more with that actually well especially now that silent hill is sort of completely done yeah you know like that that it's yeah and it's sort of like hit like, the fucking wall like <laughs> fairly soon after like peaking yeah but that was the thing back in like when i was when i was just a, a baby boy and Resident Evil was kind of the one that was, you know, the Party City Halloween section. And <laughs> Silent Hill was like, you know, as an eight-year-old seeing a Marilyn Manson video and being very disturbed by it. Like, Silent Hill was actually upsetting to my little baby brain. Um, and, yeah, we just don't really have that anymore in the mainstream, right? You have to... Maybe the lesson at the end of all of this is that the mainstream is not going to give a healthy set of options as it did 20 years ago, ever again. 
Uh, that's also something that I agree with completely. Uh, anyway, on that pretty distressing note, should we should we wrap it's, up? It's not distressing. Who cares? Well, yeah, <laughs> like, I, I, yeah. I, 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 I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying not to say that. You know what I mean? I'm trying. I'm trying to sound like I do. I um, would. I'd be happier if I enjoyed this game more, and there were more games that I enjoyed playing more. Well, whatever, you know. Yeah, it's not hurting anybody. It's not no. like um, it's not like a Wildlands or something where it's like, like pumping pollutants into global culture. Like these games are just whatever. They're there. Yep, irrefutably so. And we got some uh. memes out of it. You like those memes? Yeah, but I, I that that X gone give it to you joke. I, I did that I did that years ago I'm, I'm frustrated that everyone's doing that now well you should have monetized it I made that joke I made that joke yeah but you didn't brand it no so... I didn't I didn't copyright it it's frustrating um how old were you when were you listening to exhibit while uh, D- playing D- DMX actually read what's the exhibit song where he leans into the X I I don't know. I'm not a proponent of uh, exhibit. I'm afraid. <laughs> Why don't I'm we stri- end? I'm strictly a DMX man. <laughs> Why don't we? Yeah. Well, I guess that, Isn't there that's a, the end of that. I think there's an exhibit song that's just called X. If that's what you're talking about. I feel like it was one of the first singles. Back when you were like, here he is, the heir to. <laughs> If you if you listen to the lyrics, I think of DMX's "X Gone Give It To You." It mm-hmm. it kind of sounds like he just sort of works for like Parcel Force or something, because <laughs> he says like he says there's a few things that he says like "X Gone Give It To You," he gonna deliver it to you, and then he says he says, you know, I've been doing this for 19 years, <laughs> and it's just like it's like this is just his job of consistent excellence. Of consistent is I've been doing this for nineteen years. You want to fight me? Fight these tears. But yeah, it just sounds like he's just been working there for a while. Yeah, he's and he's devoted. Knock, knock. Open up. You open up your door. It's here. Oh, thanks. <laughs> You're right, Astrid. The one I was thinking of is just X. It's with Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre, and at the start of every verse, I said X. Do you know that? Exhibit in two thousand two had a song called "Choke Me, Spank Me." I didn't. I didn't know that. Which I imagine is not from his POV. You know. No. Why you don't know? It might be. Why shouldn't it be? Because I think that would be that would have been an anomaly. What happened? What happened to the Yin Yang Twins? (laughs) Where did they go? Are they? Are they sort of? Are they missing? Have we lost them? Um. Yeah, I haven't. I, you know, I haven't heard from them in a while. I've not heard from them since the main menu for Need for Speed Underground. Um. Oh, what a shame. Anyway, come on, let's 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 do the plugs and go. Okay. Well, on that bonjour. Uh, seven out of ten. Again, seven out of ten. This actually is a true in. I am. It's a true seven out of ten. I am H O. This is. 
uh, if you're using the, the, the full wide range of scores, I would give this a strong, actually I'd give it a 6 out of 10. Cause yeah. It's, it's just right there. That's not it's bad. Just, it's just right there. It is. It's just teal. But it's Astrid, buff. who has given such high scores in fun factor replay value and graphics, would be forced to give it like a 9.62. Wow. Do you, uh, do, do you want to do plugs? You know what Astrid and I did, Ed? You were, well, we didn't tell you. We recorded, uh, like, what is it, like 16-odd episodes? It's like, it's like at least 20 hours of podcasts about uh, the fucking, the, you heard of those Kingdom Hearts games? I have, yeah. I hear that, I hear that. Have you ever seen Mulholland Drive? Uh, no, I have. you ever seen Mulholland Drive? Yes, uh, I have. Well, in, in, in like her fever dreams and her nightmares, uh, the Naomi Watts character hears someone whispering the words silencio, silencio, silencio. Mm-hmm. relentlessly at her I, I hear that that's like kingdom hearts in my sleep i just hear this elderly frightening looking spanish lady going kingdom hearts kingdom hearts kingdom hearts it, well you know from Mulholland drive as well um which one could i pick uh let's be positive and say when she's in the theater and yeah she's crying yeah that was like me for a year of Kingdom Hearts games. Uh, and Asteroid was more like that when they come out of the diner and yeah. the scary uh, person comes out and they, they look like a monster. Astrid was telling her friend that she'd heard of Kingdom Hearts and her friend was saying, calm down, it's okay, let's just go out. It's, it's probably not there. <laughs> and then they walked out <laughs> and there was Kingdom Hearts. That's what it looks like. It was Mickey Mouse burned with like crusted yellow yeah. eyes. Just appeared from around the corner and went, Aha! <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Long story short, yeah. We recorded those. God only knows why, but it's done. It's complete. It's all fucking there. Go to the Patreon. We did it because the idea is you listen to these. You can only get them on the Patreon. And by doing that, somehow... This is why I obviously didn't go to business school. You listen to, you sign up to get these Kingdom Hearts podcast episodes and also some other shit. And then we get money that we can put into the site where we try to do things that aren't talk about Kingdom Hearts. And then we can continue the site. That was the idea. Mm. So do that. Um, mm. What else? Is that, we have on, a book. Is, that, is, that, is that by any chance on patreon.com forward slash bullet points? Yeah, I should have said the name of the Patreon. That was the point. Um, we also have a book coming out. We've not been talking a ton about it recently because we've been just wanting to make sure things are, you know, coming along before, before talking about it. You know, that's a good thing to do, but Mm. we will have more news on that, uh, relatively soon. It's, uh, it's about Metal Gear Solid, all the games. It's called OK Hero. It's a collaborative project by Ed and Astrid and I. And they'll be coming out soon. Uh, what else? Patreon. Yes, Patreon. Just go to Patreon. Please give us some money. We need it in order to keep the site going. If we don't have it, we die. Uh, and that's that. I'm on Twitter at Reed McCarter. You can follow us on Twitter, more importantly, at BulletPointsVG. You should do that. Ed, where can people find you? Uh, I'm sporadically on Twitter at Most Sincerely Ed. 
Now, Ed, why would anyone want to go to your Twitter account? That's a good question, uh, for which I have no answer. Okay, uh, Astrid, where can people find you? My account is at HastaPura. And why would people want to click on your Twitter account? Um, I don't think they would. I don't think they should. <laughs> yeah. I'm not recommending that you do it. But... I think Astrid probably has the strongest Twitter account of the three of us. <laughs> I, I agree. Her tweets are more frequent. They're alerting you to things that you should know about. It's yeah. true. I do yeah. provide a lot of content. Um... <laughs> right. Come on, I've got to, I've got to go to I've got to go to work in the morning. <laughs> Come on. Let's just finish. Uh, what, what's your favorite Resident Evil game? <laughs> uh yeah, that's going to do it. We'll be back soon enough. Uh we're wrapping up. Also, go to bulletpointsmonthly.com where we have uh we are finishing up a month of articles on the Resident Evil 2 remake. Um fourth one should be going up around the time you hear this. And then we're moving on to a brand new month all about uh Anthem anthem so stay tuned for that uh thank you for listening we love you all very much except for you you know who you are bye bye bye